Shit. This is what I'm feeling like. Da, 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 da. Let me tell you what I'm feeling like. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Brown, Brown, my man, loud in the studio. What up, though, Tom? Oh, man, listen, I'm hyped. Ready to keep it a C note again. You know how we do. We do. Welcome back to the Keep It a C note podcast. I'm Tony. It's my man Brown. This is our NFL draft special. Yeah. Oh, and we uh, live. Live. What up? You know what what up? So thank you for everybody that's been tuning in, rocking with us, everybody that's sharing, everybody that's commenting on posts. We definitely appreciate y'all. Let's start talking about some football because it's draft day. That's right. You see, we got we got the team colors yeah, on. You know we we about to talk about some things. So first thing I want to talk about. Let's, let's since we're going first off, let's talk number one. Who is your top number one pick in the last fifteen years, Brown? Top pick last fifteen years, I would have to say number one pick. Number one. Oh, Miles Garrett. Miles mm. Garrett. Um, forty two and a half sacks in four years. He's a monster. He gets to the quarterback every play. And um, he's only getting better. And that, they just added pieces, so he's definitely going to be a monster. But I say, yeah, Miles Garrett. I want y'all to mark this down. This might be the first time that we agree on something straight off the top of the show. Because I'm going Miles Garrett, too. The dude is an absolute animal. You put anybody on the other side, he's going to help their stats. Anybody in the middle, gonna, and he's helping the secondary. He is the franchise for the Browns. So, as far as he take them, that's that's how far they're gonna go. So so outside of the first round, who's your top pick? Top first round pick out, out of top outside of number one. Who's your top pick? Outside of the first pick, do we, first side. Do we really gotta ask that question, man? Oh god. Do we really <laughs> gotta ask that question? Oh. Number ninety nine, Aaron Donald. Best best player in the league is not a number one pick. He's the best defensive player of all times already. Oh, my God. That's a fact. (laughs) Already the best defensive player of all time. And I love you, Reggie White, but Aaron Donald is the best player of all time on the defense. And he's still in his prime. You're killing me. So he's he's my guy. Shout out to the Rams. Y'all did right by drafting Aaron Donald. Now, I I, I like Aaron Donald, and I thought about him, but I got to go with another 9-9. J.J. Watt. My man has been three-time defensive player of the year, and he won player of the year. They didn't give him the MVP, you know, whatever. But my man scored touchdowns offensively, defensively. He was literally the whole Houston Texans team for, like, his whole career. So that's my man. I'm going to go with J.J. One of them defensive player of the years is questionable. It's debatable. (laughs) He won it, but we don't think he should have won it that one year. So I'll just say that. I'll give you that. He did win one, I think, his second one off of his name. So, yeah, I I can't debate that. All right, but since we're going to talk that, who's your best pick outside of the first round? Your best overall draft pick in the last 15 years? Outside of the first round, I'm going Kansas City. Uh Travis Kelsey. Ooh. Third round, 63rd pick. He's the best tight end in the league right now. He's a Super Bowl champion. Um, unstoppable. 
you can't put nobody on him. I mean, it's gonna stop him. Mm. So that's that's my guy, Tra Travis Kelsey. I'm gonna keep it in the family. Okay. I'm bringing it back home. Jason Kelsey is the best pick in the last 15 years. Six round pick. He's been all pro and been in the Pro Bowl multiple years. And he's been the cornerstone of the Eagles offensive line for, the, for his whole career. And real talk, we do not. I'm going to keep it a C note with you. We do not win that Super Bowl without Jason Kelsey. Getting some, getting some love from John over there. You know what I'm saying? Eagles fan is in the building. The transition from Wentz to Foles only happens because of Jason Kelsey. If it's not, if it wasn't for him, we still sitting there wishing for one. Can I keep it a scene with the people? Uh oh. Jason Kelsey is good when he plays on the line with good players. Mm. And that line was devastated. Jason Kelsey is not a factor. Mm. That's just me keeping it a scene with you. That 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 Super Bowl run year, the transition was easy. I had one of the top five offensive lines that year. When you start missing pieces off that offensive line, you see who Jason Kelsey really was. A six Ooh. round pick. Oh, Gotta man. keep it a C note. I'm gonna clap for myself because I'm in the building with all Eagles fans on draft day. And nobody wants to clap for me. I'm not clapping for that. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about, since we're talking about negative sides, your biggest bust in the last 15 years. <sighs> last 15 years, 07, Jamarcus Russell, the Raiders. Had the arm strength, couldn't stay in shape, couldn't read a defense, couldn't hit an open man. Couldn't do nothing but throw the ball 90 yards. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I've got to say, he was. Honorable mention, and I hate to do it because of the Rams fan, but um, Bradford, after that second year, the injuries. Mm. That's why I would say Bradford. But we can say that it could have been the injuries because he was the offensive rookie of the year his first season. Second year, he got hurt. He was never the same. Yeah. He's an honorable mention. I'm going to give it two years, then I'm going to keep it a C-note with you because Jameis Winston, you on the clock, Ooh. big boy. You on the clock. He flies under the radar. That's real. You on the clock. You about to dud out. And, and you know what? I'm going to give him and Marcus Mariota honorable mention. Like you said, y'all on the clock. But my, my draft bust is still in the league, barely. Mitch Trubisky. Mm-hmm. The Chicago Bears traded up to get a guy that only had one okay year in college and basically mortgaged the franchise to make this guy, especially when there was other quarterbacks behind him right. who have outperformed him by leaps and bounds. He wasn't even the best quarterback on his team this year. Right. So Mitch Trubisky is definitely the biggest bust in the last 15 years. Jamarcus Russell, I didn't want to go with him because that's just – that's just obvious. So that that's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Mr. Trubisky. Can I give it a scene note with you? I'm listening, brother. That's actually a good pick, brother. I'm <sighs> proud of you, man. That was, that was a good pick, man. Mr. Trubisky is a good pick. Brown being in the studio is it's hitting me in the heart, man. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. <laughs> All right, so let's talk. See, we already talked about top five quarterbacks, top five running backs, and people didn't got at us about that. So Let's make them get at us again. 
Top five wide receivers of all time. Uh, you want me to go first? I said, all right. We going five. Five was hard for me. Mm -hmm. So my honorable mention is going to be Chris <laughs> Carter is my honorable Ooh. mention. And it's just, just by this much, this much, mm -hmm. he missed my top five. My number five is Megatron. Ooh. Megatron could have been higher on the list, but he never really played with a good quarterback. Um, I mean, he had Stafford to us then, but the rest of the team was horrible. Never had an offensive line, never had a running game, none of that. And he still put up numbers. So if he actually played with a good team, I think his numbers would have been through the roof. He would have never retired early. So I would go with him number five. Number four, your boy, T.I. Mm. Um, animal. Everywhere he went, he made him better. If he didn't have a dud quarterback, he would have a Super Bowl ring. Donovan. Mm. <sighs> Let that sink in. Number three, Larry Fitzgerald. Mm. Larry Fitzgerald don't drop nothing. He doesn't drop nothing. I mean, he slowed down now, but Anything in his radius, he's catching it. He made those guys 10 times better. Even when Bolden left, he was still the man. 100 catches every year, over 1,000 yards. He's my guy. Larry Fitzgerald, number three. Number two, Randy Moss. Mm. Um, yeah, Randy Moss is, is definitely number two. He was a beast from day one when he came into the league. He didn't get that ring or nothing, but he definitely was a monster. Put up numbers everywhere he went. Um, and that's the only thing that's missing from him. And number one, number 80, Sam Fran, Jerry Rice. You know, um, I think that uh, Jerry Rice, if he didn't play on a team with Roger Craig, Clark, Rathman, Taylor, and he had Montana, his numbers would be way, way, way higher. He had to share the ball through all them rings. Mm. He had to share the ball through all them rings, and it took away from his numbers. He, he, he could have gave, gave you crazy numbers every year, but he had a bunch of Hall of Fame players with him. So I think it hurts a lot of other receivers' numbers that they wasn't playing with better players. I think it hurts his Stats that he played with so many good players, but Jerry Rice is my number one guy. Mm. All right, that's uh, that's a good list. I think I'm about to piss a couple people off with mine, that, like I always do with you now. Yeah. Oh boy, <laughs> number five, Larry Fitzgerald. Larry has played with so many quarterbacks over the years, and he's always been consistent. That's why he makes, and he's got the numbers. You know what I mean? So he's played 15 years, something like that. I don't think he's had the same quarterback more than four years. You right. know what I mean? So for him to be able to adapt through all of these different systems and coaches, you know what I mean? For him to be able to adapt and still, he was playing at a high level last year before he retired. Not superstar level, but a serviceable number two, three option. Um, so I'm going to Fitz retired? Fitz is done, bro. He did? Just retired. Dang. Yeah, Fitz is done, bro. So 
You know, I, he going to the Hall of Fame. He's going to walk right into the Hall of Fame, no question. And there's one little crazy catch in the Super Bowl stopped Fitzgerald from getting a ring. That's right. Can remember the highlight play when Fitzgerald caught the, the, the pass and was running and he was looking at the guy on the jumbotron as he ran to the end zone? Mm -hmm. Everybody just thought they – he put him up. They thought Everybody thought he was going to win. And – his hurricane right back then. That catch, man. Listen, that, that that team right there, I hated that Cardinals team so much. A, because they knocked us out of the, the NFC Championship. But they just, I feel like there was nothing special about that team. I don't feel like they should have been there. All right, but, but before you finish your list, right, keep right. it a scene If this miraculous catch doesn't happen um, in that Pittsburgh game and Fitzgerald wins the Super Bowl, does he slide up on your list? Because I think he goes to number number maybe two on my list. Yeah, he definitely goes up to. Yeah, he definitely goes up to at least two, and I think you could talk about him and Jerry Rice. You know what I mean? Even though Rice got the rings, but we can't forget Rice had Montana it, it, and it, Steve. Young. It definitely would be debatable. It would. It, it, it would. Right. It would become a new. My MJ and LeBron conversation. I think you would have to put Larry Fitzgerald, even though nobody wants to give him the props because he's out of Arizona and they've never really been a powerhouse franchise. You got to give him props. If they win that Super Bowl, number one, they might win another one because they kept most of the same core intact the next year. They're just, you know, injuries or whatever. But he's going to, he's, he's, he's definitely going up on the legacy list. So I would, I would consider him for number one. Disclaimer. I would say it goes into the Michael Jordan Kobe debate, not Michael Jordan LeBron debate. Let's go on with you. <laughs> Certified LeBron here. All right. Number four, Randy Moss. Now, for me, I knocked Randy Moss down because his primary weapon was the deep ball. You're going to throw him the nine route, throw it up, he's going to go up and catch right. it. Now, I can't penalize him for that. But you got to be able to come across the numbers for me. And I don't feel like Randy was equipped to come across the numbers that well. I feel like if he came across the numbers consistently, his career would have been a lot shorter. Because Randy was a skinny bull, but he was fast as hell. He wasn't trying to get crunched. Not at all. You know what I'm saying? And he didn't really have the most accurate passers throwing it to him until he got the New England. Right. Oakland, come on. Minnesota, you had Cole Pepper, Randall Cunningham, them dudes, Brad Johnson, all that. You ain't really got accuracy in there. Brad Johnson was kind of accurate. Randall got a little more accurate as he got older. But Dante Culpepper was basically deep ball. He was right. tailor-made for Randy Moss. You know right. what I'm saying? So that's why Randy Moss, you got to drop down to number four to me because you couldn't really do it all. Mm. Calvin Johnson is my number three. Mm. Megatron, I feel like he's got the Barry Sanders syndrome where he played in Detroit. Detroit. With a terrible franchise, no real quarterbacks, and I'm going to keep it a C-note with you. Matthew Stafford, if you don't get it done in L.A., you are probably the greatest bust at QB. He's going to get it done. I ain't seen it. But, so back to my man Megatron. So, he lasted through a bunch. He had no real number twos. So there was no really, not never really anybody you could play off of him too. You're not going to shade again. You're going to double team Megatron. So he's doing it across the middle. He's going deep. He's physical. He's going out jump. He's going to run the routes. But he never had anything else to get him deeper into a Super Bowl run or anything like that. So that's why he's my number three. 
Number two, my man, 81, Terrell Owens. T.O., in my opinion, is the most complete wide receiver of all time. Mm. T.O. could take a slant and go 80 yards on it. Mm. T.O. could beat you deep. He was physical. He was tall. He could leap you. And my man, they would run jet sweeps with him. So he's running the ball from behind the line. And he has speed enough to burn you for a first down. That's why I like T.O. I think T.O. gets a bad rap because of all the spots he's going to. But think about that. Let's elevate it because of that. Because everywhere he's going, he was successful. Yeah. Even to his last days. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but is is this a knock or is this um, make him even better? Because he was, he was groomed by the greatest wide receiver. That does help. That helps. It changed, it changed his game a lot. Because he even says it, when he came into the league, he was so raw, he didn't really know how to run routes. So you learn how to run routes from the greatest route runner of all time. And you also was getting passes thrown to you from, you know, Jeff Garcia was and was doing his thing when uh, when T.O. was there. But for him to move from Jeff Garcia to Donovan McNabb uh, to Drew Bledsoe, I'm, I'm pretty sure that was the quarterback before Romo in Dallas, Buffalo, he, everywhere he went, he elevated his game. And he was always in the conversation for top five wide receiver his whole career. Yeah. And I feel like that's another person. If T.O. gets one Super Bowl, if the, if the Eagles beat the New England Patriots, Terrell Owens could be in the conversation for the greatest wide receiver of all time. But he didn't get it, so... Thank you, Donovan. Oh, you killing me, bro. <laughs> All right, so now we're going to talk about number one. Number one. Jerry Rice, of course, has to be the number one wide receiver on the, in, in NFL history because a lot of people consider Jerry Rice as the greatest player in NFL history. The only knock I could ever see somebody saying against Jerry Rice is the fact that he had Montana and Young throwing him in a rock. Right. So it makes it a lot easier. But did they make him or did he make them? Because Jerry Rice, his routes were so precise. And Jerry Rice was not a fast receiver. Let me repeat that. Jerry Rice was not a fast receiver. He probably had one of the worst 40 times as a starting wide receiver of all time. But his cuts were so crisp, you couldn't stay with him. He was so smart. He knew how to read cornerbacks off the line so well that he knew your setups and he knew how to set you up to get off of him. He wasn't the biggest, he wasn't the fastest, wasn't the strongest, didn't jump the highest, but somehow he had that thing in him. Like my man Brown would say, everybody's a killer till a killer walk in the room. Fact. Jerry Rice was a killer. Fact. You line up your best cornerback against Jerry Rice, I don't care who it is, they've all got torched. Every single one of them has got the treatment. And my man, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, he had 15 receptions in a game more than once. Oh yeah, that's insane. In an era when they weren't really throwing the ball as much as they throw it now, so for him to have those kind of numbers, that means you are literally and in an era where they was still hitting. This is true because you come across the middle in the mid 90s, bro. You might that might be the end. Early oh, 90s. So here we go. See, and now you have made me think of something. We gonna go all cuff. I got an honorable mention, and I want you to give me an overhyped and no cap. Michael Irvin. 
Is he overhyped? Or is he no cap? Is he a real deal? I say he no cap. Michael, Michael, Michael Irvin was official. Mm-hmm. Michael, Michael Irvin get that thing in him before a game. <laughs> Be hyped up. <laughs> Go out there catch three touchdowns. <laughs> he wasn't no cap, man. That boy was real, man. I'm going to keep the casino with you. Now, this one is hard for me, though, because... I'm going to say he's no cap because he was a real player, but he had so much talent around him. It kind of makes it easy for you to get open that much. You know what I'm saying? He had Aikman throwing in a rock. Aikman wasn't the greatest quarterback, but he wasn't bad. He was probably the greatest game manager to start it. I'm going to keep the casino with you. Troy Aikman was a game manager. He ain't going to mess it up. He ain't going to win it for you. He's going to get the ball to his Well, players. we both agreed that when they had that run, they just had the best team them years. Exactly. Like they was loaded offense, defense, offensive line as well. So, you know, a lot of them players wasn't really as good as it looks on paper. True. But Michael Irvin, he can do a little bit of everything. He can take you deep. He can go through the middle. Slants. He can do a little bit of everything. So I, he was, he was no cap. Yeah, and his career got cut short because his numbers would have been a lot better had he not hurt his neck. But let me ask you a question, flipping it, because um, we put a post up on Instagram and it was a lot of debate about number one receiver. Mm. So I just want to pose a question that has nothing to do with a wide receiver. It has to do with. Darrell Revis. Do you have Darrell Revis as you, as top five cornerback all time? Mm. That is a loaded position. But I think I have to. I think I have to just because he didn't have any help on those Jets defenses. Okay, so let me take it one step further. Is he your top cornerback? No. This is why I say that, right? Because your top five and my top five, minus T.O. because he was later in his career. But two of those players that's on our top five wide receivers, Darrell Reeves locked them down multiple times. Like, shut them down. Mm. Shut them down. So um, we had somebody named Kareem on Instagram who basically said that he thought Moss and Megatron was better than Jerry Rice. And my thing is, I've never seen Jerry Rice get locked down. Like, I'm talking about one for 13 yards or three for 34. And Revis did this on numerous occasions. Not to Megatron, because he played, uh, played, uh, whatchamacallit more, uh, uh, Randy Moore. Mm -hmm. But he, and he, Randy got on, on, on Darrell Revis as a rookie. And then after that, for like four straight years, Darrell Revis locked Randy Moss down. That's real. Revis Island is a real thing. Um, people don't understand that a lot of other cornerbacks was getting pub to start before they really started noticing Revis because teams did not throw at Darrell Revis because he literally had a blanket on any receiver that came in his way, whether it was man coverage, zone right. coverage, don't matter. You come over that side, you expect to have a bad day. Right. So... I would definitely, I would have to put him in my top five. But I I say that to say this. My thing is this. If you're going to debate Megatron or Randy Moss over Jerry Rice, like, 
A lot of people is going to say Primetime is the number one cornerback ever. Mm -hmm. Primetime never held Jerry Rice to one for 13 yards or three for 23 yards. Never happened. Mm -hmm. Is nobody has ever held a prime Jerry Rice down. Like in his prime, mm -hmm. it hasn't happened. So because of that alone, Randy Moss, Calvin Johnson, and I'm like I said, I'm not gonna say TO because he was towards the end, but those two guys could never go in front of Jerry Rice for me, just because I've seen them get locked down. Right, right. Yeah, and, and you're right. And another thing about Jerry is he exposed a lot of defenses by itself. Right. Like, he exposed, oh, do you think you do this well? I'm going to expose that, and, and I'm going to show you how I'm going to beat it. And then the next time you try to game plan against me, I'm going to do something different, and I'm still going to beat you. Right. You know what I mean? So that's why I don't feel like you can argue Jerry the way the wide receiver position is constituted now. And nobody's had the numbers. Nobody's had the rings. Nobody's made the impact that Jerry Rice had right. the way he did it. All right, so we coming towards the end. It's the draft special. Right. Draft is on Thursday. Well, tonight. Right. You know, so who do you want your team to grab? Um, well, I'm hearing about a kid from Louisiana Tech that's a defensive tackle. His okay. name is Milton Williams. Okay. And they say that he's 2.0 of the greatest defensive player ever. They say he's the next Aaron Donald. He outdid him in every performance from bench benching to his 40, everything. So they say that this guy may be around in the second round and he's the next Aaron Donald. What's better than having one Aaron Donald on the line than having two Aaron Donalds on the line? So that's who I want. L.A. Rams, go get Milton Williams, please. All right. So I'm going to go on the other side of the ball. I want... The Eagles to go after wide receiver from Louisiana State University, LSU, Jamar Chase. Okay. This kid could be, as they have stated, the next T.O. Okay. Understand me when I say we messed up the first T.O. Let's not miss out on this one. I don't care what you got to do to get up and get him. We had the number six pick, and we probably could have moved up to get him. But y'all want to play around. Let me let, let let's get you to keep it a C note with the people. All right. You traded the six pick. Mm -hmm. If he goes number seven, what is, what do you say to Howie? You are fired. I'm gonna keep it a C note with you because not only is this egregiously a a a, a, a fuck up. You have repeatedly done this in the wide receiver position, and this will be now. Three straight drafts. You missed on DK Metcalf because of some kind of bogus uh, medical thing, which every other team thought was all right. Then you missed on a steal of the draft that was sitting right there, Chase Claypool, who right. showed out in Pittsburgh. Right. So if you miss on Jamar Chase and you go for some second-tier wide receiver because he has upside, I don't want to hear it. Jamar Chase can moss you. He can run by you. His routes are precise. He's strong off the line, and he's got blazing speed. So don't 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 give me the we saw upside. No, I'm not trying to hear that. If you don't get Jamar Chase and he's right there, you got to fire Howie today. 
Can I keep the casino with you? Always. Well, if he goes anywhere at from 7 to 11, I'm going to say, y'all should have been fired high Like three years ago, y'all should have been fired high you know what I mean? We got some Eagles fans that still think he's the best GM in the league, but I think he's bottom three worst GMs in the league. He is not a talent evaluator. Howie, you are great with contracts and, and crunching numbers and getting cats to restructure their contract. Yes, you're amazing at that. We appreciate that. You got us, you helped us get a Super Bowl. You picked up some pretty good. This was the one one year that you actually did a GM's job. You've got some good in-season trades with Jay Ajayi. You picked up LeGarrette Blunt. You you brought Alshon Jeffrey in. You brought in the exact pieces that we needed to go on a Super Bowl run. But since that day. You've been patting yourself on the back and you ain't did nothing. nothing. Now, you may have found a steal in Jalen Hurts. We'll see. Was it a necessary pick? No, we should have went with something else. We could have went with a bunch of different players. But you have missed out on many players. Alvin Kamara was right there when we took some running back that never played in the NFL. Case closed. Your talent evaluation sucks. Before we get out of here, on the flip side of that, Keep it a casino. Who would you say? Who would you say is the best GM in the league right now? <sighs> Probably Ozzy in Baltimore. Um, he's 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 been consistent because Ozzy's been there. I think for both of their Super Bowls, and he built the team, rebuilt the team, and they are on the doorstep right now. Um, Kansas City's doing pretty good, but that's basically homegrown prayer. So I'm going to go with Ozzy in Baltimore, Ozzy Newsom. Lesney is the best GM <laughs> in the league. He got the best defensive player in the NFL, and he wasn't the first pick. That's Aaron Donald. And ever since then, look, the guy doesn't even believe in first-round picks no more. Just look at everybody on the team that's nice. Cooper Cup, mm -hmm. third-round pick. Mm -hmm. Um, John Johnson just got a big check from Cleveland, third round pick. Corey Littleton last year, he was like a fifth, sixth round pick. This guy, um, um, when you add the tight end and everybody else and Higby and all of those guys, this guy finds talent. Darius Williams, Leonard Floyd. Leonard, but he didn't come from us, so I'm not gonna give a but you picked him up though. Right. That was but, good. But um um what's the young boy that played this year the the, the, the fuller and third round pick mm -hmm. um like less need is the man and he doesn't need a first round pick to make talent you know mm -hmm. what I mean so I would have to salute my boys the Rams <laughs> salute <laughs> less now tonight let's go get Milton Williams or we can have two Aaron Donalds and win a Super Bowl listen you know what I mean. You heard the bull brown. Please, Les. <laughs> Two Aaron Donalds. All I'm saying, Howie, is don't mess this up. That's You're fired. Man. You're fired. Like, we, we can't take another mess up, so don't mess this up. Do the smart thing. Yo, we appreciate y'all coming back every week. The draft special. Hopefully y'all enjoy listening to us and then watch the draft and tell us, you know, what you think. Right. My man Brown does it every week. Keep killing it. Y'all keep checking in with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, 
at Keep It A C No Podcast. Hey, listen. Keep keep coming with the comments, man. Vito, shout out to you. Shout out to Vito. Shout, shout out Fish. Shout out to Rich Habit. Shout mm-hmm. out, I think it's Kareem with the Dream or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. We we get a lot of love from you guys. So shout out to keep y'all it coming. The more y'all put it on, listen, we gonna get y'all on the show. So just be ready and don't don't freeze up when we call y'all on a carpet to keep it a scene. No, when I start pulling them numbers out on you guys, <laughs> don't be like no, but come prepare. That's right. So we're going to catch y'all next week, man. Y'all keep it a C-note with us. Holla at y'all. My man.